Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, I am joined by the lovely and fabulous Ashley Ebert. Ashley, how are you? I am good. I am good. First off, I have to give you props. You got up early for this <laughs> I did, y'all. It's like very, well, for me, it's very early. For the rest of the world, you're like, that's just a normal time people wake up when they have kids. But for me, childless Nancy over here, uh, 7.30 in the morning. I've actually been up for about an hour already. So oh 6.30 in the morning is very early for your girl. But before we get into this, Ashley, can I can we talk briefly about your name? Yeah, I was just saying, you, I was like, I, I thought that was so funny. I was like, no, no, you're right. You're right, you're right. So Ashley and I are friends and we, you know, we're texting friends. And a couple of months ago during Margot Frazee's summit, um, I, re- I was I was doing a panel with Margot, or I was doing something with Margot. We were on camera live together and she called you Ashley E. Bear. And there was a part of my, like, you know, like when your stomach just like goes like go-gunk because you think you've done something wrong. Oh my God. I was, I was literally live on, yeah, I, I was live on camera going like, have I been calling her the wrong name for years? I think Margo just thinks I'm cooler than I am. Bear, like, <laughs> I, I'm like, wow, I'm just fancy. I'm just not a fan, you know, um, but I died because you want to know what's uh, funny is I had this moment with Braden Drake. I, when I type his name, I type, I almost type Brandon all the time. Yeah. So I, I think that happens to Brandon or I added an N or something. So I had the moment you had with me, I had it with Brandon like a week earlier. And I was like, <laughs> I know your life. Like, I mean, it's so funny, but all good. Ebert, I used to be Henry, which was never like a question of how to be pronounced. Now I say I'm like, yes. like a Muppet character, Ebert. <laughs> I was just happy to know that I hadn't been misnaming you for years. Um, but also, you know, Margot's name is French, so I think she does, like, default to the French pronunciation of something. I, it was just a very funny, like, humbling moment in our friendship to be like, um, Ash, yeah. how like, do you oh. say your last name? <laughs> you were like, what's going on? I was like, I, listen, I had a moment. So it's always funny to have those moments live on camera where you're like, did my face just do a thing? People probably are wondering <laughs> what's going on with me. But I was literally like, oh, my God. Yeah, Margot just I think I'm wrong. more than I am. That's all. So Ashley Ebert is here today <laughs> to talk about team building, which is a topic you know all the things about. Um, but before we like jump into the meat, tell me how, like, how did you just not decide, but like, how did you become so passionate about team building? Yeah, well, so when I started my wedding thing, so a lot of people know me on the education side. They don't necessarily know my background on the wedding side. So I own the Simply Elegant Group. It's actually one of the largest planning companies in the country. We have nine locations and team of 40 planners all across the U.S. And I'm pretty like MIA in that company. Like you won't really see me on the website. Like I'm not like because it's about my team. Right. Well, so those are my roots. And when I started my business, I was like a baby. I was like 23, you know, just trying to figure stuff out. And pretty quickly, I started to gain momentum in the industry. And I you know, had that moment, which I'm sure so many of your listeners right, have had of like double booking dates and just overwhelming client work. And I'm like, well, either this is kind of going to be the pace of my, my life in this work, or do I bring on a team? And I always say too, you know, Dale Henry, my dad, um, he is an entrepreneurial business coach. He also teaches uh, leadership and team development to Fortune 500 companies. So um, his passions are small business and team building. So um, I, he was kind of in a moment in his career where 
he was phasing out of that work. You know, he's retiring. I had a baby and I'm like, I'm kind of moving away from Simply Elegant. We had this amazing dinner together one day. He's always been my, um, my mentor and, and my coach. And we both were in these like changes, um, kind of these, these chapters in our, in our career journey where it was like, man, what could we do to align the passions we have? And so he had obviously been such a huge role with the growth of Simply Elegant. He always say he was an ace in my pocket. I'm like, hey dad, you're on speed dial. What do I do here? And then this happened. And how do I get, you know, navigate <laughs> this, right? Um, yeah. And so he's really, uh, he's just always been there for me. And I'm like, man, I have so many friends in the industry that are kind of struggling in this scaling space and in the creative industry in general. Um, how can we take your, your knowledge, what you've learned, all that you've put together over decades and bring it to the creative community? Because there's such a gap in leadership and team development for the creative entrepreneur. There's so much for kind of the corporate structure and it's you know, huge $100,000 coaching program. Like they have all that for like the big behemoth brands, but there's this segment of small businesses that didn't really have access. So that's where our passion came from. And then honestly, Renee, uh, Clubhouse, I was like obsessed with Clubhouse. More where are we all? Right, more <laughs> to just listen. Like what are the challenges? What are the questions that keep coming up? And then that yeah. was like, all I heard was, how do I scale beyond? I'm burned out how do I scale beyond where I'm at without taking on more client work, without having to raise my rates astronomically. Um, and for me, it was just all I was hearing was building teams, building teams, building teams. So we really doubled down on that in 2021 um, and created our entire program we have now for that. And so I always say like Clubhouse was kind of like, we had this flame, dad and I, that we were like, talking about this business and, and trying to help. And then a clubhouse just was like gasoline of like, okay, this is the thing. Um, so that's kind of our origin story. Again, I, obviously I, I am a leader of a large team all day, every day. So I get, yeah. I get to kind of step between actually being a leader and teaching leadership, which is so much fun because I'm like, no, no, I just got off a call right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just have to that. <laughs> so right, yeah, right. that's kind of how it all came to be on our end. I love it. Plus, you know, I know you and I have known each other for a number of years now, and I know you're not new to the online education space either. So this isn't like your first course ever. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you yeah, learn all of those things and the nuance and the changes and how to get how to get people results, how to teach yeah. well. Um, so absolutely, that's something that I think we all, as educators, right? We always are finessing, getting better, and listening and hearing. And again, I mean, you don't do this; you're not in this business unless you love getting people results and, and transforming and helping business owners. Because there's a lot of work in the education side. I think people don't really realize when they hop from the business owner to an educator. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think they. I think one the the thing is people think it's going to be easy because it's not client work, but it actually is. I, for me, at least way more pressure because um, the results are not, you know, you don't have as much control over the result when, when it's, when you're teaching, right? Like you can teach and teach and teach and teach and communicate and communicate, but if people aren't putting the things into action, then they're not going to see the results. So that's an interesting part of, I think, the education space. And, and it's similar with, you know, with team building, I think, because I think a lot of people, um, at least I know when I was a baby wedding planner, like I definitely waffled between like, I want a big team. Like when you first described your business, like we have all these teams in nine cities, like there's a part of my personality that really was like, I want to be that boss of everyone and like really expand. But then as I started my business, it just, it, it became, I changed my mind. Basically I was like, oh, this is actually way more like specifically like niche work that I think only I can do, which is a mindset that I think a lot of people have before they build a team, right? This oh, is work okay. that only I can do. 
Well, and I think- So what do you say to that? The fear of leadership. That's what I hear. Like, the, not necessarily the fear of it, but like the the change of like going from where I'm at, what I built, which is, you know, secure to some extent. Your, your marketing's working, your sales is working, right? Your business is thriving. And then it's like this transition of like, okay, so I'm not doing those tasks anymore. I'm kind of uh, transitioning into having to um, lead lead humans, <laughs> lead people. And man, maybe some experiences I've had in the past weren't the greatest. Like I didn't like my boss over there and I don't want to be that person. Um, or yeah. like, man, people, um, I mean, people are kind of uh, a question mark. Like, how are they going to show up? What happens in their life? They're fluid. Like you, you, what, how someone shows up one day, it can be very different than next. And I, that feels tumultuous. Or again, Renee, you're a planner. I'm a planner. I can say it. We kind of like things done our way. We like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we like that. And people are yeah. the opposite. It's like influence versus control, right? Those are different yes. things. So absolutely. I totally understand that. And honestly, it's a common thing. It's a common mindset. Like you spoke to of people when they're in this, I always call it like, it's this, this jump you have to make. So it's jump from a corporate job to an entrepreneur is a big jump. And you kind of have to do that with, uh, with faith and with like, this is going to work. I'm going to work really hard. Um, and then what happens is you do it, you work hard, you build your marketing, you figure it out, you have a guy for it. Right. And then you scale to a place where like, I have so much now what? And then there's this jump again. I think that happens in a business where it's like, do I build a team? That's kind of the other like chasm we have to cross of like, I, this is going to work, I think. Um, and I think that's the, that jump is really scary to a lot of entrepreneurs because they have the footing and the success of their current business. I don't yeah. want to ruin what I already have. And so yeah. for me, I help, I help people kind of bridge that gap and really know that there's a step-by-step formula, just like it took for you to build your business, to be a great leader and to build a high performing team. We can help you do that. It's not scary. You can really, like, again, it's just that mindset shift you spoke to. Yeah. A lot of times uh, when I, because I, I do a presentation, like an in-person talk about leadership and like, and more relating to, uh, you know, like working on boards and, and doing that thing. But it was an interesting, like, my mindset sort of that I uncovered when I do these presentations is that every every single time someone comes up to me afterwards and says, well, I don't have the personality you do. I couldn't be a leader. Do you think there are some personalities that are better suited to running a team? I have a very strong opinion on this, Renee. Uh, I do not believe that there is a personality or a, a temperament that is better as a leader. We all, uh, we all can show up as leaders differently and great leaders, great bosses you want to follow great humans that have, and we we define leadership at, at the abundance group as a uh, positive influence so you're a leader if you have positive influence on somebody and to do that um you know you you can really be a more uh, driven um a direct person and still have great empathy and be a phenomenal leader on the other side if you lead with empathy you can the i think some of the best leaders lean more and, I, and usually it's like an extroverted introverted conversation right like the extroverts are charismatic they can get people behind them introverts right. not so much i couldn't I, like i say i have such a passion about this i think introverts are some of the best leaders on the planet because they listen they they hear what people are saying they put that into action they have empathy for others they're deep thinkers they're they're strategic and those qualities I think make some of the most exceptional leaders because a lot of the times the extroverts, they kind of suck up all the air in the room sometimes and they don't leave space for their team members. So I am an extrovert and I have to kind of 
um, be really thoughtful about how I show up. And I kind of have to pull back a little bit to make space for other people. And I think, again, I think a lot of people feel like, well, I'm not extroverted, therefore I wouldn't. And I just, I mean, I have seen phenomenal leaders of all shapes and sizes. It's really about a key characteristic. And I think that we teach this a lot at the Abundance Group about being a coach, showing up for someone, building them up to be the best version of themselves. Professionally, I think there's also an element of personally, you know, personal development, which is great. Um, that's the key for us. If you can be others focused, you can be a phenomenal leader. And I think everybody can do that. Yeah, I love that mindset. I, it's funny. I'm also an extrovert and I also am very self-aware of how I show up in a room. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be. Yeah, right? you have to be. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah, 100%. What do you think about, I'm just trying to think of, you know, other things that I commonly hear, especially wedding planners say when, when someone's like, oh, do you want to grow a team? A lot of times I hear, and I've heard real life horror stories from my fellow planners, especially in my market about like, well, I had this whole team of women trained and then they all left and started their own business and stole all my clients. That's, what about that? That's the biggest worry, right? Um, yeah. So a couple facets to that. Um, I have probably trained up a hundred plus planners. I have had two attempt to start their own business. Both were out of business in about three months because when they came out from the umbrella of Simply Elegant and did all the business owner things, they went, oh, this is way harder than I thought. And then they like went back to a corporate job. Um, so that's my story of this. Um, we have never had a mass exodus. Um, I've had maybe, and honestly, you can create language in your contracts to make sure there's non-solicits and non-solicits of employees. So you can't take more of the team members with you. Um, so there's ways we can legally protect ourselves from that. Um, and then again, same thing with IP. Like if you were like Simply Elegant has a really robust internal, uh, we have like a wedding workbook. We have all these resource guides for our clients. And like, there's a lot of intellectual property there that when you're a planner with us, you get access to. Um, but we are very, um, intentional about protecting that and the language in our contracts it shows up throughout our training program of what's okay what's not okay um, so setting those expectations and i believe people are inherently good i think they may be misguided so they may think what they're doing is okay but i think if you if you're very clear around boundaries and expectations they'll know what's okay and what's not okay so i think for those situations there's a couple things we can do from a legal perspective um but I think when you create great team culture, they like my team right now that I have Renee is some of the most incredible human beings and they show up, they love the work, they work hard. I have someone who works harder than I do on my team, which I never <laughs> thought possible. I'm kind of a workaholic. Uh, so like I, I, it's incredible when you open up your, your mind to bringing these additional people to be a part of your company. One of the other things I think um, this speaks to is like, it feels really risky. It feels really risky to build a team because what if, what if, what if, right? If you actually look at the, the like analytical side of what you're doing in your company from a time, a money and a risk perspective, you are decreasing the risk in your business because what's more likely to happen for solopreneurs is you get sick, something happens, you have to go do something else. That's a pretty common thing because right, life is kind of a question mark, what's gonna happen tomorrow? Um, so when it's all on you, 
you own 100% of the risk. You have to put in 100% of the work for your business to move forward. This is why I think so many people feel burnout because they know it rides on their shoulders. But when you bring other team members on, that risk actually kind of dissipates from your plate and moves across the board to other team members because they can show up on your behalf. They can do the work. So when we're talking about risk, I think the what ifs that keep us up at night, honestly, they very, very rarely ever happen. Have I had a team member leave? Of course. Have I had, I've had, have I had to fire someone? Of course. But within all of that, if you look at the more common risks in your business that actually affect you every day, that's where a team actually mitigates some of that risk and bringing other people on board helps you feel more balanced because you're able to have someone helping you along the way. Yeah. I mean, I love that shift in perspective. It was an interesting moment in our, in our little local market here when that, that incident did happen because there were a lot of, obviously like other, everyone was like whispering about it and talking about it and like taking sides. But I remember thinking this was years ago. I remember thinking, wow, they're probably, there likely have was a different way to go about this, like even in the construction of the team as to like what they're allowed to, you know, access, take with you. And I, I think too, with like intellectual property, a few years ago, one of my assistants went to work for another planner, like uh, on a day of situation. And she started texting me going, this person has stolen your timeline. And I said, what are you talking about? And she's like, they do their timeline the exact same way you do. And I said, that's likely because I taught them how to do it. <laughs> And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, and I was like, I don't really think that's intellectual property. It's just, it's a, it's like a, a way to do, it's one way of many to do a timeline. So it's always funny to see um, where people land on that intellectual property discussion. Um, what feels like intellectual property versus what actually is intellectual property is also very interesting. That might, that might be a conversation for our friend Braden, but I love that you address that and you address it within this course that you have, because I feel like so many times when we are looking to change our business or even before we're looking to change, when we know something isn't great in our business, right? When we have that burnout, when we have that, oh gosh, I'm only one person, like there's no way in hell I'm gonna get through all these emails this week. It's then when you start thinking of, I think your mind, listen, our brains automatically go to protect us, right? So our mind automatically goes to what could go wrong. And I love what you said about the mitigating risk, which is especially these days in you know, pandemic 3.0, it's a much more comforting feeling to know that there's many people that have your back. So true. As opposed and to just like one. Yeah, you know? you're not alone. You're not alone in the work. You're not alone when that client fires off that email. Because I mean, a lot of us have significant others, spouses, whatever, like, but they don't like friends, right? Best friends. Like, yeah. But they don't get what it feels like to get that email. No. But your no, team they do will. Not. Your team no, they will. And they'll, they'll mm -hmm. feel it and experience it like you do. So it, again, it kind of just dissipates some of that negativity. And for me, honestly, I built my business where I don't hear about it, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> I don't have to hear about it. I have someone that does conflict management in my company. I don't, That's amazing. It's, I don't deal well with it. I'm kind of a positive, like, uh, sunshine yellow person. Like, I don't like that. It doesn't make me operate my best version of myself. Um, so I've had someone who is excellent at making sure all sides win, that everyone's heard she's excellent. And she could be like a hostage negotiator. I feel like <laughs> it is incredible. And so of course I have her work on that because she's great yeah. at it. And so now, yeah. and I've intentionally surrounded and built my team that way of like, here are the pillars that I love to do. Here's the stuff that it's like, man, I'm okay at, but if I'm being honest, there's probably somebody better out there. And there absolutely is someone a thousand times better out there when you, when you yeah. look to find them. Uh, so that's kind of how, again, I think that feeling of community, um, and really, I think how that plays out in teams is team culture. 
building a, a phenomenal team culture. And again, I, Renee, I don't know of the, the circumstance you're talking about. And so this is, you know, typically what I would say without the knowledge is like, I would wonder if that team had phenomenal leadership and team culture and that team culture can help you through some of those speed bumps and that momentum with, with having great connection, great community among your team. You can, you can get through a lot of that tough, like I didn't lose anybody in the pandemic. I didn't lose a single planner on my staff because of the hard work we had to do for two years. And that's something, I mean, did it take work? You bet. Like we were pouring yeah. into our team, talking to them, trying to equip them, giving them, uh, getting out in front of things so we could take the brunt of the, the tough uh, conversations. But I think that team culture and that community is a feeling that a lot of business owners that kind of jump that gap, right? They, they get to the other side, they build their teams and they say, there's no better feeling than having that community, having that team. There's no more valued work that I do than, than having being a leader and having this team around me. So that's kind of like when you're on the other side and look back, you're like, man, it was so worth it. Absolutely worth it. I love that. So let's talk nuts and bolts of this course of yours, because I, I know right now people are feeling, you know, what there's this quote, quote unquote wedding boom happening, which I don't mean to say it's not happening. It's just, I think the, I think of course, media has done a number on us being like, it's crazy. And it, <laughs> it is question mark but also like come on we can we can also adjust anyway my point is that was my side tangent um tell us about the course tell us how long it takes to get through tell us what's in it tell us all the good all the good stuff well i think the thing is when you build a team it, there's a hundred different questions you have and so again jokingly that's where clubhouse was like the best thing ever for me because like what's the questions what are the hurdles what are people worried about how can yes. i how can how can dad and i together build something that answers every question that people are going to have and there's like six main questions people have we answer those like right out of the gate and then they we know they inherently have 50 more and we answer those too that's that's i think what we love is we took so long to build this we took uh, we did a beta run with two different groups we had 70 people run through this 70 for a beta is crazy and every question we had we documented it we figured out how to answer it so what the course we it's an intensive and for us it's, it's really taking all of those worrisome issues in leadership and team development off the table so it's a 12-week done with you so dad and i literally teach live it's not a course it is we show up you get to hear our corny jokes every single week <laughs> it's kind of more like a college vibe where like you know we're the professors and he's the nutty professor right? like he's the, and we have fun and we just like talk through this really heavy topic of like scaling and building your team and so we talk through mindset which we, we start there but we address that of that topic or that issue every single week we talk about it because switching from solopreneur to uh, a leader is is a big switch from I to we, right? That switch is big and it takes some time to cultivate. Um, so we talk mindset. Then we actually, uh, the second week, the biggest question is, can I afford a team? We jump into that and dad actually built out a tool that helps you forecast, helps you look from where you are. You have to know six numbers in your business. You drop those into his Excel sheet and it shows you a formulaic roll up from adding a VA, adding part-time employees to you to get to six figures. It's incredible. Um, so you get that week two, we walk you through it, how it looks. We also, in that week, talk to you about always making payroll. We talk to you about pricing, to how to price for profit with the team. Um, so that's week two, boom, like meet, we're ready. 
Then we go into um, team structure. We talk about SOPs and training programs. We talk about hiring and finding talent. We talk about onboarding expectation setting. And then we go into kind of the last segment of the intensive, which is all about leadership. So we talk about how to create and cultivate team culture, how to deal with common challenges in teams. So all of those things are included. Again, it's, it's just we teach it live because we love the interaction. We love the questions. And we like to help every individual who's in it we answer questions about their business live time. The other great thing is, of course, there's 10 people sitting in the room that also have that question. So uh, it's great. And we also, uh, with the course, you get bonuses. We, we talk about uh, the tax side of things, payroll. We talk about the legal side, independent contractor versus employee is a huge question. You get access to that. We have a sales uh, bonus too, that we, we've partnered with some incredible other educators on. Uh, so you get that. And then you get, it's like 30 to 40 different tools, templates, workbooks, all the things, emails um, that help you just save time in your business as a leader and what you're going to need to uh, build again, like onboarding checklists, all that good stuff. It's all included. It's literally Renee. We, for two years, we were like, What's everybody need? And then we built it. Amazing. <laughs> we were tinkering in the background. I mean, it's amazing. I love that it's live taught. I love that you have that community aspect of it. And I love that it's, I mean, I do love a, a done with you program because because it's, a, I mean, I hate to say handholding because it has a negative connotation, but at something like this, when it's so major, when you are restructuring your business, like I think you need that sort of hands-on teaching. And I mean, frankly, I want to take the class. Yeah, well, I love it. Like I say, and and for me, there's just so much nuance of like, but my business is this and I'm in this state. And so we equip people with like uh, employment law in their state. Like we talk about different uh, facets that we connected to where to find things. Like, so it's literally like, you know, for, for the amount of time you save, it's astronomical. Like the, the idea of probably hundreds, hundreds of hours of time, we are going to have to go and tinker and find and Google and whatever, all the things of like, what does they say in the state of uh, Illinois for employment law? What's the uh, minimum wage expectation? Like right, all these things that we can laser focus you, get you connected. And again, we just help you make some of those like decisions that feel really scary. We walk you through it. We talk to you. And again, you're doing it with other business owners that are at that same stage. So they are very likely to still feel those same pains that you do. So a lot of our community will connect outside of the quote unquote classroom, right? They'll connect on Instagram um, and they'll find some great people to partner with and, and, you know, talk to that maybe are in a different state, but they're still another planner. Um, and again, we just love so much that we took so much time to build it yeah. because we yeah. wanted it to be the perfect answer for the creatives that are trying to build teams. I love it. When does the next course start? So our next round starts uh, May 16th um, mm. and it's a Monday afternoon session. We try to fit it in on like lighter days for people, Monday, Tuesdays. Um, but it's all, the cool thing is it's all pre-recorded, it's all recorded, right? So you can, you can um, come back and rewatch them. We watch them later. You can, um, you can come in and, you know, be a part of the class. And we have some people who are like, I have a tasting in three minutes, but I want to watch this part. Um, so it's really, it's, I think it flexes against people's schedules really well. So if, uh, if you can take part in part of the class, great. And then watch the recording, ask questions. We get emails from our community throughout the 12 weeks. So it's like, Hey, I just rewatched the finance one. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about this? We're like, absolutely. You get access to dad and I, we answer all those questions. It's literally like a, you know, a, a college professor relationship where you have like office hours you can come in and ask, which we love. I love it. So it starts in I, runs, I think tease people up to be ready for, I think peaks, most people's peak season. Um, but yeah. then you're, like I say, you're ready to hit the ground running in 12 weeks with your team. Love that. 
All right, friends. Well, we have a link for you at reneedallo.com forward slash team, T-E-A-M. We're going to put that in the show notes so you can check out more about Ashley's team building. I don't even want to call it a course because it's so much more than that. But the I'm going to call it the team building experience. How about that? Yeah, we call it the intensive, which sometimes people are scared Ooh. about. But it is. It's an intense 12 weeks. But after that, you're good to go, which I love. Listen, we can't be afraid of intensive. We're doing intense things all the time. We're just not calling it that. Right. I actually did like a, I did a poll in Facebook groups. So I'm like, it does intense feel like too much? And all of the people that took our intensive, they're like, no, it's spot on. It's exactly what we loved it. And I was like, okay, okay. Then the people have spoken, it's fine. The people have spoken. Ashley, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, we hang out a lot on Instagram. So uh, we're just at the abundance group. I love um, when people DM me questions or like they listen to this episode right now and they're like, hey, Ashley, talk about this tell me more about where i can find it so i love interacting in the dms but that's where we hang out most um but yeah come 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 find me come chat me up i'd love to hear more about your business and how we can be helpful and you should call her ashley e bear so she sure. knows you've listened to this episode. Oh, i feel fancy i just i want to feel fancy Margo you're so fancy ash you're so fancy all right team once again that is reneedallo.com forward slash team t-e-a-m we will have many links for you in the show notes. Um, we will also link this on our Instagram, so it's easy peasy for everyone to find. Ashley, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Renee. Anytime, friend. And to my lovely friends on the internet, thank you so much for spending your time with us this week. You know that I know that the time is the one thing you can't make more of, so we're always very grateful that you spend it with us. We will see you next week. Bye-bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.